Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. All right, well, let's see here. Today is a Sunday. It's 10 February. Time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And we got some people that are visiting today. I got here early, as I always do, and not too long afterward, maybe an hour after I got here, I had Bud and Jane Stimson show up, and uh, they just walked in, and they're from Newburgh, Indiana. And it's kind of funny. They're staying directly, I mean, just two doors down from the 7-Eleven I take care of. And so he was saying, I wonder if that's the 7-Eleven Charlie takes care of. And sure enough, so if he gets up early enough to go have coffee in the morning, or if Jane does, then uh, they'll see me out there barefoot and being handed money by people because people think I'm homeless. <laughs> happens all the time. Happens all the time. Uh, happened about a week ago. I was in the back in the dumpster pulling out all the recycles and separating them, and a lady reached over and said, here, this is for you. And I said... I actually work for Peggy, and she said, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to embarrass you. I said, that's okay, it happens all the time. So, uh, here you go. And then we also have from right up in uh, Paris, Florida, and also Palmetto, Florida, which is just down the road, we've got Kathleen Potter, and then um, Corey, is that right? Craig, Craig, my, Greg, my handwriting is so bad, I told you that was going to happen. Greg and Andy Karpinski. It looks like Corey the way I wrote it. So there you go. Anyway, Greg and Andy Karpinski. Yeah, it, when I call you Corey, that's exactly right. You'll know who I'm talking to. So, uh, yep, they're just from down the road. And I appreciate all of you making this effort, coming and uh, sharing some time with us. Absolutely. Let's see here. We also, uh, oh, got our first category, as always, is Israel. And before I get into that, I, I made a small note here, and I want to acknowledge that I got a bandana from my friends at Pal Talk, who have sent me all kinds of wonderful, ban- the, uh, the uh, what were they, the camouflage ones that I was wearing where you couldn't see me? Well, they sent this, and this is a Fallen Warriors uh, bandana, and I so much appreciate that. It's got Jesus on the side, etc. and so uh, thank you for that. And then I just talked to our friend, and we all did, we talked to our friend, uh, Sergio and Rhoda in Israel just a few minutes before we got started, and they said that they were just coming in, and it had been absolutely pouring rain. And so Israel is getting the rains that they need. There, Remember, we talked about the Sea of Galilee actually went up a month or so ago, and now they are really in good shape. They've had this terrible, terrible drought, and it is behind them, and not only that, they have a surplus now. So, uh, yeah, he said going down the roads, it was like going down rivers at some places. So praise the Lord for that. We want to thank the Lord for his hand on that. Um, Our first uh, news article is from the New York Times, and this is, it's not really anything that is different than anything I've read in the past, but I included this, and you'll know why in a minute, but this New York Times says, as West Bank violence surges, Israel is silent on attacks by Jews. Now, remember last week I said that there was a person that was being prosecuted for having um, dropped a uh, concrete or uh, concrete through the windshield of a uh, Arab woman, and he was being prosecuted for that. And I said, Israel does that. They take their people that are miscreants, and they charge them, and they prosecute them, and they send them to jail. Whereas the Arabs, on the other hand, give them a stipend, and they applaud them for doing these things. So here's what it says. This is the New York Times bashing Israel. A gang of 
a dozen or so armed Jewish settlers descended from a hilltop outpost to the Fakistinian village below and opened fire, witnesses said. Israeli soldiers arrived, and instead of stopping the settlers, the witnesses said they either stood by or clashed with the villagers. In the melee, a Fakistinian father of four was shot and killed. The killing was the latest in a wave of settler violence. Attacks by settlers on Fakistinians, their property, and Israeli security forces increased by 50% last year and have threatened to ignite the West Bank, Israeli security officials say. So here we have the Israelis admitting that their own people are attacking their own people, okay, and they have their own people telling the news services. So they're not hiding anything, are they? So in fact, the article that says that this is being hidden by the government is actually citing the government who say is hiding these things. So it makes no sense. It goes on. Days earlier, the Israeli authorities charged a 16-year-old yeshiva student, who I talked about last week, from another Jewish settlement with manslaughter and terrorism, accusing him of hurling a four-pound rock that killed a mother of eight as she rode in her family car along a nearby highway. While Fakistinian U.S. officials have condemned the violence, Israel's right-wing government has remained conspicuously silent. Apparently not, because they're citing the government that they are saying is hiding these things. So I just want you to know how, when you read an article, read the article and think about what they're saying. Then they always prove themselves false if they're from the left, always. There you go with that. Mail online. This is great stuff. Israeli moon lander passes its final tests as it prepares to blast off on February 18th in eight more days and place a time capsule on the lunar surface. Will first orbit the Earth. This thing's going to take off. It's going to orbit the Earth in expanding ellipses, and two months later, it will cross into the moon's orbit before touching down between landing sites of Apollo 15 and 17. Space IL is backed mainly by private donors. And then from the Times of Israel, Israel's Bereshit, which is the name of this spacecraft. Does anybody know where the name or Bereshit comes from? The first word in the Bible, Bereshit bara Elohim et Hashemayim ve'et Haaretz, in the beginning, Bereshit. So that's the name of this. Israel's Bereshit is first private spacecraft to shoot for the moon. Bereshit, Hebrew for in the beginning, will become the first privately funded mission to launch from Earth and land on the moon. Then the first spacecraft to propel itself over the lunar surface after landing by hopping on its rocket engine to a second landing spot. We'll hope all of this happens. The mission marks yet another milestone, not only in the history and technical arc of space exploration, but also in how humankind goes about space exploration. So good stuff, Israel. We'll hope that it actually works out, and if it does, we'll report on it. From the Times of Israel, hundreds of Iranian bots working to influence Israeli voters. The report said it found at least 350 accounts on major social media sites that appeared to be automated, coordinated, and carrying messages with links to the Countdown 2040 website, which is an English-Iranian site that counts down to Israel's predicted destruction in the year 2040 by Iran's supreme leader. Well, that'll never happen. The posts may have been seen by as many as half a million Israelis. The discourse the bots are trying to create tries to magnify the fractures in Israeli society and weaken unity. It looks like they know that our strength lies in our unity. In the United States and Europe, bots that emphasize the divisions in society were very influential in the political campaigns. 
in the case of the purported Iranian bots, the company's algorithms searched for social media accounts that posted at precisely regular intervals, compared language used in posts to build a map of connected accounts, and worked to identify the origins of the messages. So the Israelis are being proactive about this. On the other hand, the left in our nation has allowed these things in, and then they blame the right for it. So we'll see where it goes with Israel and their elections, but I would hope that reason will prevail and uh, Bibi or somebody that is in his same general, uh, you know, right to the right uh, of thinking will win that election. From Arts Shiva, Israel warns Hamas, stop rioting or face war. Makes sense. They've been doing this now for months and months and months down there on the border. They're rioting. They're causing all kinds of trouble. And he says, you want to face war? Keep it up. Times of Israel. Israel said to warn Hamas, election won't stop military action if it's necessary. In other words, they think that these guys may be just doing this because they figure elections are coming and they're not going to do anything until after the elections. Bibi will not tolerate that. If he sees that it needs to be done, he will go in and take care of these people. Israel's reportedly warned Hamas that it would launch a military campaign unless violence at the Gaza border ends, irrespective of the upcoming April 9 elections. Israel can make tough decisions during elections, and it's not afraid of a military campaign. And it may sway the uh, election one way or another, so I wouldn't be surprised to see something happen in that if necessary. From the Jerusalem Post, Florida recognizes Jerusalem as Israel's undivided capital. Good job, Florida. Florida's state cabinet took the step of recognizing Jerusalem as Israel's eternal and undivided capital. It issued a proclamation and a move that places it one step ahead of the Trump admin's stance, which recognizes Jerusalem as Israel's capital, but has not spoken of whether it supports a united or divided Jerusalem. So we have gone beyond what President Trump did in the state of Florida. So, good to be living here. From Behold Israel, I'm so glad we got this new governor. He moved into office and he was making real decisions within days of getting there. He wasn't like, I'm going to give it time to, uh, to uh, move in and I'm going to you know, think about things, I'm going to dither. He is in there doing great things right off the bat. Um, from Behold Israel, Netanyahu to meet Putin in Moscow this month. He's going to be there on the 21st, which is in 11 days. So we'll see what happens with that. From the Times of Israel, Patriots Julian Edelman becomes the first ever Jewish player to win the Super Bowl Most Valuable Player. I don't know if you knew that, but the very first thing that came to my mind is something. Did anybody here watch the old movie, the airplane movies? Yes. Okay. The very first thing that came to my mind was this lady walks up. She's handing out, you know, they used to hand out magazines on airplanes. Would you like a magazine? And this lady says, do you have anything light? And... The stewardess reaches in, she says, pulls out this teeny little pamphlet, and she says, um, how about this leaflet, famous Jewish sports legends? Because there were none. I mean, it was just, it's a, nowadays you could not make these movies. There is no way you could do it because everybody would be up in arms, but it was a very funny line. I saw that in my head that minute. I went and found it, and I posted it to my friend's wall that uh, uh, posted that article to me. And anyway, yeah, it was, uh, now they can add to their famous Jewish sports legends pamphlet by one more. From Christian News Today, uh, let's see here. I got something to say before I give my first article on Christian News. Um, Pastor Dennis, who is in the Philippines, and I've uh, mentioned him several times in updates over the years, 
he is the guy that was uh, taking care of the Marines over when they were having the war. The Philippine Marines were having war with the ISIS insurgents, and I had made an appeal that um, uh, people would help him with that. He gave them all kinds of things to help them in their walk of faith with Christ. Well, they are now, because of the bombings that happened in the Philippines, they are now sending in, I think it was 1,700 Philippines back to Iligan City where he is at. Okay, and he is giving Psalm 91 prayer cards, which are actually like little books with a prayer to receive Jesus in there. He wants to give one to all 1,700 of the um, Marines that are there. And this time he has been able to do a GoFundMe account. So if you would like to give to that, uh, he only needs $500 total. Okay, and I saw that some people had already given him some money, but uh, it's uh, GoFundMe. Um, just Psalm 91 is all you need to type in and it should come up. And if you can't get there, if you go to GoFundMe and you can't find it, let me know. I will send you an email with the proper link. But uh, I would like to see him get enough and even more because these guys are not going to just be there. They're going to be there getting shot. They're going to need all kinds of help. And Pastor D will do whatever he can to help these people. So it's a Christian nation, but it's highly Catholic. And they need to make that leap from Catholicism to Christianity. Pastor D will make sure that happens. He's done it before. He's proven himself very faithful in this. And he's also the guy that has the Superior Word Satellite Church over there. He, they are one of our two satellite churches, the other being in Kenya. But um, uh, if you can help him out, I would very much appreciate that. From the Times of Israel, I know this is an article on Israel, but it deals with New Testament stuff, and that's why I include it under Christian News. Kid on school trip unearths second temple-era coin in West Bank stream. A boy found a 2,000-year-old coin from the Second Temple era, rule of Herod Agrippa, the last king of Judea. During a hike last week in the northern West Bank, the coin features three stalks of grain on one side and a royal canopy surrounded by an engraving reading King Agrippa on the other side. Herod Agrippa ruled Judea from 41 CE until his death three years later. He was the grandson of Herod the Great, who is mentioned in the New Testament, and the father of Herod Agrippa II, the last king of the Herodian dynasty, who is mentioned in the book of Acts. And so there you go. There's a little bit of a connection to the New Testament. So that's why I included that there. From the Christian Post, over 2,000. You got to be proud of them. Even if they're liberal over there in the Church of England, you got to be proud that at least they made this stand. Over 2,000 clergy urge the Church of England to reconsider transgender affirmation guidance. The COE is giving serious consideration to an open letter signed by over 2,000 clergy that criticizes the denomination's recent transgender affirmation guidance. The letter calls on the COE's House of Bishops to revise, postpone, or withdraw its controversial pastoral guidance issued last month that allows Anglican clergy to perform affirmation of baptismal faith ceremonies during church services to symbolize a person's gender transition. The guidance also encourages clergy to refer to trans-identified people by their chosen name and preferred pronouns. Now, this is the Church of England, and they were asking their people to do these things. That's absolutely crazy, and I'm glad these people decided they didn't want to be a part of that. The letter, which was signed by 2,251 signatories at the beginning of this week, explains that while gender dysphoria has been recognized for decades, evidence from the medical and social sciences is often conflicting and of poor quality, which we know because there's no real evidence for it at all. It's just people that are crazy. 
Although the proponents of the guidance claim that no new liturgy will be offered, those who oppose contend that it does create a new liturgy, since existing wording is now being put to a new purpose. Traditionally, the affirmation of baptismal faith is a ceremony for people who have already been baptized but want to reaffirm their commitment to Christ. Nothing in the Bible about that. It's, you know, it's nonsense, but at least they want to stick with what they have and not add in things that are perverse. The letter also voices concern about what they say could be a misuse of the liturgy since the reaffirmation of baptismal vows should be focused on celebrating new life in Christ instead of a new situation or new circumstance. Although Justin Welby had previously said that the guidance is not mandatory, not a change of doctrine, and that those who oppose the guidance can ignore it, that does not satisfy concerns of the clergy who signed the opposition letter. And they know that because once it's in there, it will become mandatory. It will be something that if you don't do this, we're going to take away your parish and we're going to get a new pervert priest in there. So this is what's going on. And I'm very happy that these 2,251 people have signed that letter. And I hope that it will continue until they get rid of that. Um, just a tweet from Dope Francis here. Uh, this is Dope Francis at Pontifex. With her yes, Mary became the most influential woman in history. I have no problem with that. Without social networks, she became the first influencer, the influencer of God. So I have a problem with that. She can be the most influential woman in history. I don't care. It doesn't make any difference to me. But when you say that she is the great influencer of God, when Jesus Christ is the one that came and he reveals the Godhead to us, not Mary, I have a real problem with that. This guy has made some real bad decisions in his uh, dopacy. And they're just, I know that's not a word, but anyway, um, they're getting worse. And I will probably, I'm not going to definitely, but I'll probably talk about what he signed with that imam next week. I want to see some commentary on it, and uh, I don't want to just jump into it, but uh, what he's done is he has taken God in a general sense, and he has made that the the source of all religions. In other words, Islam's God is the same as Christian God is the same as, is the same as, is the same as. And so um, if you want to read what he said, it's all published on the internet, but uh, I'd like to uh, give it a little more time to think about it. And I may talk about it, I may not, because most people will probably talk about what he did, but he is a really bad guy and he is bringing in the one world religion very quickly. Mm -hmm. From the Independent, Vatican chief, this is, should be in the ironic news, but it's here. Vatican chief who handled sexual abuse cases resigns after accusations of sexual abuse. Thank you. Zero Hedge. Virginia Senate passes controversial bill that would make it easier to bring guns into places of worship. Good job. I'm very happy to hear it. But they have that Democrat uh, governor who will probably veto it if it goes through. The bill would repeal a Virginia law that makes it a class four misdemeanor to carry or conceal any gun, pistol, bowie knife, dagger, or other dangerous weapon without sufficient reason to a place of worship. We'd all be in jail if that was the case. Um, the bill still has to pass the House, and if it passes, it's likely to be vetoed by Governor Northam. Democrats say that the bill would make places of worship unsafe. Republicans say individual places of worship should be able to make their own decisions about whether to allow guns on site. I totally agree with the Republicans. Hence, we have a sticker on the back door or the front door with a picture of a gun. And it doesn't have an arrow through it. If you want to bring one in here, bring it in. If you want to pull it out in anger at somebody, you'll probably not make it out the door. I will tell you that right now. From Islam Today. TNC, 
Syrian who entered Canada illegally says, and I'm so glad to read this. Syrian who entered Canada illegally says, compared to the U.S., it's five star. Good. Good. <laughs> Syrian man staying at a taxpayer funded hotel. I'm sorry, Canada. I know I've got a lot of people that are from Canada that attend online and I'm sorry about this. I just I'm happy for us. OK, <laughs> allow me my joy. Um, taxpayer funded hotel in downtown Toronto was living safely in Chicago for four years but told the true north that he came to Canada because the U.S. is a disaster. They don't help at all. Nothing. The man and his family crossed the border illegally and made their way to Toronto, where, according to the man, they now receive five-star treatment compared to when living in America. He's staying at a Studio 6 hotel in downtown Toronto. They provide everything. It's good. Compared to U.S., it's five-star, he said of the hotel, which offers refugee claimants cleaning services, telephone, Wi-Fi, cable, laundry machines, and a monthly food allowance of $600 for his family. Hotel units also include kitchenettes. How special. Keep going, folks. Keep on going. Yeah, I hope he writes all of his friends. I'm sorry, Canada. Please let me revel. I'm enjoying this, but at the same time, this shows you the mentality of people that want to come into a society and they don't want to work. They want to live off of the society. And the real problem with what has been happening goes back to the churches, the Lutheran church, especially the Catholic church. They make millions of dollars by supporting these people. They come into America. They sponsor them. They come into America. The churches make a ton of money. They take care of them for a limited amount of time, and then they're on their own. And they don't want to work. They want to do nothing. And so they just stick around and they're not productive in our society. This is the problem is churches doing this type of thing because the government funds them. And it should not be the case at all. From the Telegraph, Muslim school will, this is over in the UK. They have a policy that says you can't do this and yet they do it. Muslim school will not allow girls to eat lunch until after the boys have finished. Ofsted chief says, yes, al school in Birmingham is still segregating boys and girls despite a court of appeal ruling in 2017. They're just snubbing their noses at the law that found it was unlawful. According to Luke Triel, director of corporate strategy at Ofsted, Addressing the Women and Equalities Select Committee, he said that Ofsted inspectors are trying to hold schools account for discriminating against girls, but feel isolated when their stance is not backed up by ministers. So we're going to pass a law, and then we're not going to back you up when we pass it, is what's going on, because they don't want these people blowing up the parliament. Okay, our inspectors are going out and having to make some quick, tricky judgments where there are those potential clashes between equalities laws and religious freedoms. We perhaps don't always feel we get the support we need from the rest of government in pushing that forward. He said the Al-Hirja school was enforcing a very strict gender segregation, which included denying the girls to have their lunch until the boys have had theirs. And we have some very discriminatory texts, for instance, encouraging violence against women. Similarly, other schools who have refused to teach about sexual orientation issues, which is their law there. You have to teach these kids to be crazy. You know, boys can be girls and girls can be boys, but they won't teach that. So they're violating the laws and nobody can do anything. There you go. And that's, that's what they want in America here. They want that type of chaos to come into America. From CBS, 30 thousand Nigerians fled a town over the weekend due to Boko Haram violence. An estimated 30,000 Nigerians fled a town in their West African nation over the weekend in search of safety in neighboring Cameroon, according to the UNHCR. 
with more than 250,000 children, women, and men already uprooted from northeast Nigeria, surging militant attacks are targeting civilians and forcing thousands to run for their lives each day. UNHCR, and this is why I included this article, UNHCR said 800 and $48 million, that's almost a billion dollars, is needed to provide basics like water and shelter to the most vulnerable people inside Nigeria. It is also seeking another $135 million, which takes you up over a billion, to help displace people across the Lake Chad Basin region, where nearly 2.5 million people in total have been displaced due to Boko Haram's insurgency. They want a billion dollars to fund people that are living in refugee camps instead of taking that billion dollars and taking out the problem. You give the United States that billion dollars and you say, go get those Boko Haram people, they would be gone. They would be eradicated, exterminated. And instead, they want to continue the problem. They just want people to live in these camps and they continue to get money and continue to get money. They take theirs off the top. They give the people crummy food while they're in these camps problem solved for them. That is the problem with liberal attitudes in this world. Take out the Boko Haram, all the people can go back home and farm again, right? Reuters, Kremlin, Russia, Turkey, Iran leaders to meet in Russia on February 14th. So in four days, they're going to meet, and then Netanyahu's going to meet them just a couple days later. So there you go. President Putin will meet the leaders of Turkey and Iran in the Russian Black Sea Resort town Sochi on February 14th. It gave no further details, but Putin said last month he would convene such a gathering to discuss the situation in Syria, where Russia and Turkey have been trying to create a de-escalation zone. The three countries say they want a political settlement to end the Syrian conflict, but while Russia and Iran back Syrian President Assad, Turkey, along with its NATO allies, including the U.S., wants him to step down. We'll see. Jerusalem Post. ISIS could regain control of Syria within a year, Pentagon reports. So we've got Reports that say that they're almost wiped out, they're in their last bastion, and they're going. To, the Syrians are going in today or tomorrow, and they're going to take care of them, that'll be all of them, and the Pentagon is saying that they're going to be back in a year. I do not believe the Pentagon this much. I do not believe them. They want that money, they want that war capability over there, they want to fund these wars that have been going on for years and years. Our president doesn't want it, and they're trying to scare him into believing this. I don't believe that at all. If ISIS comes back, it is not our problem, okay? It is Israel's problem, and we will defend Israel when it's necessary. But in the meantime, we don't need people over there and all of our money going to take care of something that they say is happening. It's the perpetual war. It's been going on and on and on. So I'm, I'm upset about the war machine in our country. I support our soldiers when they are fighting. There's no doubt about it. I support them 100%, but there are times where they are out fighting when they probably should not be in those areas. Mongolia. Channel News Asia, desperate Mongolians send children into the countryside to escape choking winter smog. Mongolia's extended school winter holidays in the world's <laughs> coldest capital, and many families have sent children to live with relatives in the vast windswept grasslands to escape choking smog and respiratory diseases such as pneumonia. Residents burn coal and trash to try to keep warm, and concentrations of smog particles routinely exceed 500 milligrams per cubic meter, which is 50, five zero times the level considered safe by the WHO. A joint study by UNICEF and Mongolia's National Center for Public Health said children living in one smog-prone district of Ulaanbaatar had 40% less lung function than those living in the countryside. 
Air pollution aggravates respiratory diseases, and children under five are most vulnerable as their organs are still not mature. Bad stuff in Mongolia. Daniel 12 technology today. Really interesting. Mail online. Scientists turn Wi-Fi signals into electricity. In breakthrough, that could see phones and other devices charged without being plugged in. So you're on Wi-Fi and you're charging continuously. They're called, it's kind of a gross sounding word, but this is what they call them, rectennas. <laughs> are antennas used to convert AC waves into direct voltage. New type of rectenna that researchers made captures waves carrying the Wi-Fi. The semiconductor device then converts the waves into wireless energy. So online, you got your iPad or whatever here, and you're playing with it, and it just keeps charging the whole time. That's, that's pretty cool if you ask me. From New Atlas, advanced AI system converts brain signals into speech. This is remarkable. Now, you got to figure if somebody cannot speak, and you, he's paralyzed and he can't say anything, this would be really wonderful. I can see this going very badly as well. I say it time and again, technology is neutral. It can be used for good and for bad. It doesn't, you know, technology doesn't do anything by itself. It's what we do with it. But this, this could be very helpful or it could be very bad. In a remarkable landmark breakthrough, scientists have demonstrated a computer system effectively translating brain signals into intelligible speech. I don't think they get anything out of my head, but they could try. The extraordinary experiment presents a proof of concept that could pave the way for a large variety of brain-controlled communication devices in the future. A huge hurdle neuroengineers face on the road to effective brain-computer interfaces is trying to translate the wide array of signals produced by our brain into words and images that can be easily communicable. The science fiction idea of being able to control devices or communicate with others just by thinking is slowly but surely getting closer to reality. Recent advances in machine learning technology have allowed scientists to crunch masses of abstract data. The latest leap forward from a team of American neuroengineers has revealed a computer algorithm that can decode signals recorded from the human auditory cortex, wherever that is, and translate them into intelligible speech. Very, very interesting. We'll see where it goes, but who knows? You know, that might be part of the uh, end times beast out there. You know, they got something that's speaking without being present, and, you, you know, who knows? But uh, your filter isn't going to work anymore. They're going to be tapping, and they'll be able to have, you know, you're sitting in court, and you're, you're thinking something, and you're saying something else, and they pull out of your head what you're actually thinking and send you to jail. Whatever. Revelation Plagues today from NBCLA which is NBC Los Angeles. Typhus epidemic worsens in Los Angeles. A veteran Los Angeles City Hall official is one of the latest victims of an epidemic of the infectious disease typhus that continues to worsen across LA County. Guaranteed without even checking that she is a Democrat, okay? So she's supported the policies which have created this and now she's got typhus, okay? Deputy City Attorney Liz Greenwood, and if she's a conservative, I apologize in advance. My guess is she is not. Um, she's a prosecutor, says so she was diagnosed with typhus in... No Can I help you, ma'am? That's my mom once again coming in late. Um, diagnosed with typhus in November after experiencing high fevers and excruciating headaches. There's somebody that wants to meet you, by the way, because I say that every week, and they said, I want to meet your mom. So she's going to get to meet him now. Um, 
Let's see here. Diagnosed with typhus in November after experiencing high fevers with excruciating headaches. There are rats in City Hall and City Hall East, Greenwood added. They're enormous rats, and their tails are as long as their bodies. Last year set a new record for the number of typhus cases, 124 in L.A. County for the year. Last October, Mayor Garcetti vowed to clean up piles of garbage throughout the city to combat the typhus epidemic. The mayor allotted millions of dollars to increase cleanups of streets in the Skid Row area, known lately as the typhus zone. So what they do is they allow these people to move in, they give them all these things, they stick around, and then they realize we got a problem. Now we've got to spend millions and millions of taxpayer dollars taking care of the mess that we started. (coughs) Breitbart. San Francisco has more drug addicts than... Anybody read this? Uh, High school school students, that's correct. Injection drug users outweigh high schoolers more than 50%. San Francisco, which operates 15 high schools, currently has 16,000 students enrolled in grades 9 through 12. By comparison, the Northern California city currently has 24,500, that's 24,500 to 16,000 injection drug users. That is approximately 8,500 more drug users than high school students. It's not entirely clear why San Francisco has such a high concentration of drug users. You give them free drugs, you give them free needles, you give them benefits to live there, of course they're going to come in. Health directors in the San Francisco Bay Area argued that the popular stems from the nationwide issues with opioids. So they're blaming opioids on a problem that they have created. When prescription pills either run out or become too expensive, many addicts turn to intravenous alternatives. San Francisco has started offering free syringes to drug addicts in an effort to eradicate the transference of disease. The city handed out a whopping 5.8 million free syringes in 2018. There are places like Walgreens that have drop-off boxes for syringes that we don't have on, the head of the city syringe program said in a comment. And people may get their syringes in San Francisco and take them to Alameda County or other places too far away for us to count. Some city governments, including San Francisco, have also started offering naloxone, or however you pronounce that, a nasal spray that can reverse the impact of drug overdose. So you want to get high? And then you have an overdose, and then they give you the drug to take care of that. Of course people are going to keep doing this. It is especially effective to block the effects of opioids. However, naloxone has stirred a bit of controversy. Some argue that addicts may get too comfortable with their drug use because they now have a safeguard in naloxone. So come on in. You can live here. You can... Who on the streets, because we passed that law, you can take drugs and you don't have to do anything, we passed that law, then we give them free drugs, we give them free needles, and then we give them something to counteract their overdose, and they wonder why they have a drug problem. What's next? What's driver lane? A driver lane. A drunk driver lane. I like that. A drunk driver lane. That's coming coming soon to a San Francisco near you. From the uh, New York Times, shortage of anxiety drug leaves patients scrambling. Well, guess what? Take away the anxiety drugs and you got a lot of anxious people. From Morality Today, I do this from time to time. I'll probably have to do this for a month. I got so many articles. I just gave you titles. So you know what's going on in the world. This is over the past two and a half months, okay? Just titles. From the Christian headlines. Scientists signed petition to argue that gender is not biological. That is scientists. NBC. Scotland mandate LGBTQ inclusive curriculum across all public schools. That's Scotland. 
from RTE. Expert reports dramatic increase in gender dysphoria cases. Of course, it's become a social fad and people suddenly see it and I want to be gender dysphoria too, okay? From LifeSite, UN committee declares sovereign nations must legalize abortion. From Bloomberg, as I said, this starts about a month and a half or two months ago and then I'll be working forward in the weeks ahead. Bloomberg, modern love, cohabitation on rise in the United States. Mail Online, school has 17 children changing gender as teacher says vulnerable pupils are being tricked into believing they are the wrong sex. So they're actually tricking them and the children are saying, well, I must be a boy instead of a girl and 17 in one school. Mail Online, British staff are being offered free sex changes by Goldman Sachs in a bid to rid bank of old boys club atmosphere. So they still have boys, they're just in girls' bodies now. Independent. School bans designer coats to stop poverty shaming. No more nice clothes for you. Fox News. University staff told to not use don't or frightening capital letters. So you can't use the word don't and you can't use frightening capital letters anymore in this school. Okay, that's a university. Mail online. Silicon breast implants increase arthritis risks by 600%, stillbirth risks 450%, and skin cancer risks at 400% study claims. If you're not happy with your body, listen, you're created in the image of God and for his glory. That's all I'm going to say about that issue. From Free Beacon, the Free Beacon feds spend 620,133 of your tax dollars tracking transgender women of color in New York City. That's almost a million dollars of your money. Yeah, that's racist. From Fox, Australian Capital installs same-sex silhouettes in pedestrian lights. From the Daily Wire, mom says six-year-old son is transgender. Dad disagrees. Now he might lose his son. Zero Hedge, University of Iowa asks students to reflect on their whiteness. Well, let me do that for a minute. I'm not a student, but I think I should be reflecting on my whiteness for a while. Stupid. From Breitbart, British universities replace woman with W-O-M-X-N to be inclusive. Mail online, parents will be banned from smacking their children in France, meaning spanking. No more spanking your children in France. Life set, VeggieTales is called racist because enemies are vegetables of color. Yeah. <laughs> Mail online, Joan Collins. Joan Collins. She likes the guys, doesn't she? Joan Collins, 85, reveals she had a transgender moment at 15 when she dressed in her father's clothes and went to football matches because she didn't want to become a woman. Her face came to an end when she discovered the joy of boys. <laughs> you know what? She had a moment, just like kids have moments, and they grow up normal. But when you start giving them hormone blockers, they grow up abnormal, and you ruin them for the rest of their lives. She admitted, I'm glad that she came out and she admitted this. Yes. It's a mental sickness which is being passed on to our children. Mail online, joy of boys, huh? <laughs> California lawmaker arrested for child cruelty says he spanked his daughter seven for acting out and her teachers called the police when she told them about it. No more spanking in California. Breitbart, Germany approves third gender. Germany, diverse for official documents. You can be diverse. And ABC judge orders Idaho to give transgender inmate gender surgery. If you are in Idaho and you want your surgery, they got to pay for it. Our other category, just a little bit on Venezuela today. From the Times of Israel, Venezuelans take to the streets as Air Force General defects from Maduro. 
Times of Israel, Venezuelan opposition head urges more officers to abandon Maduro. Mail Online, Venezuela ambassador to Iraq becomes first diplomat to back, however you pronounce his name, Guaido, as Air Force General calls for Maduro to resign, and huge rival protests gather in Caracas. From Mail Online, President Maduro tries to illicitly, does it again, transfer $1.2 billion of public money into an Uruguay bank, says Guaido, after Venezuelan president warned of a civil war. He is he is raping that country. He wants to get out, and he wants to be a rich man for the rest of his life, and that country is being torn apart by this guy. Bloomberg, Venezuela's rank-and-file soldiers have been deserting in droves. Mail online. Russia fits warships with non-lethal weapon that induces hallucinations and vomiting. We already have this in the United States. You can go online and you can watch it on YouTube. It'll make you vomit. It'll make you uh, go crazy. Well, now Russia is putting them on their warships. The 5P42 Finland has been fitted to two of Russia's ships patrolling in the Arctic Ocean. It fires a strobe-like beam that visually impairs enemies so that they miss their targets. Around half of those who volunteered to test the weapon also felt sick and dizzy. 20% of the test participants reported experiencing hallucinations. So there you go. From Haaretz, Trump to meet with, you know this if you watch the State of the Union, I just thought I'd throw it in so you know. Trump is to meet with the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in Vietnam on February 27th and 28th. I love our president. We'll see where that goes. Zero head. It's not that he's not trying. If he fails at this, who cares? Nobody else has even met with this man in years, ever. This guy is at least doing something. From Haaretz, I said that was Zero Hedge. Pennsylvania identifies over 11,000 registered non-citizen voters. We saw that in Texas last week. Now we got Pennsylvania. From Western Journal, Baltimore school officials vote no. Baltimore school officials vote no to allowing police officers to carry in schools. You're a police officer. You cannot carry in school. The Baltimore School Board has rejected a proposal that would have allowed police officers assigned to the city's schools to carry guns while patrolling inside school buildings. About 90 specially trained Baltimore officers patrol the schools. They currently have their weapons when they patrol outside of the building, but must store them when they are inside. ABC, listen to this. Hall monitor, 56, shot... At Baltimore High School, adult suspect in custody, say officials. That happened a couple days ago because the cops cannot arm themselves and protect the students. That could have turned into a bloodbath, and these guys would have had to run to the lockers, figure out the code, get their gun out, and by then, 25 students are dead because of Baltimore. Idiots. Oh, Liberals. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Zero hedge. American Bar Association. Higher standards are unfair to... Minorities. Yeah. The ABA rejected a proposal to require at least 75% of law students at accredited schools to pass the bar exam no later than two years after their graduations. They said you have to pass the bar exam or you got to go back through the law school. No, that's not fair. That's racist. ABA's House of Delegates argued that the requirement would be unfair to institutions that serve minority students. You know what that is? That's saying that they are incapable of teaching their students because they are somehow less than white people. They are the ones that are making the case. It is not the people on the right that are making this case. 
An overwhelming majority of the ABA's House of Delegates voted against the proposal, 88 to 334. Those who favored the rejected proposal articulated the perspective that law schools do a disservice to graduates who cannot pass the bar exam. The supporters claimed that these graduates end up burdened with tens of thousands of dollars in debt and unable to become licensed attorneys who can practice the legal profession. So you decide. I know where I stand on that. Here we go. Fox News. Louis Farrakhan calls for a separate state for black Americans, says that's what God wants. From the Daily Wire. Photo of, here we go, listen to this. These all follow the same theme, just so you know. Daily Wire, photo of soot-covered coal miners criticized for blackface. They, somebody was in a bar, and there's coal miners from their past history, all sooty. They say, that's racist. Ma uh, Mail Online, listen, she's laughing. You wait, Linda, you're going to get this one. Mary Poppins is branded racist by U.S. academic over famous rooftop scene where she's got, you know, she was in the, uh, the chimney sweep, right? Mail Online, controversial HBO host Bill Maher accused of blatant racism after asking ex-CIA black GOP congressman Will Hurd if he was collecting intelligence at 4 a.m. outside of Popeye's Chicken. If a conservative said that, not only would he probably be in jail for that. This guy gets a pass. Delaware Online. Man criticized for wearing blackface in Philadelphia's Mummers Parade is African-American. When you start seeing people of different colors as a different color, you've got a problem. You know what? People, blackface is something that Al Jolson did it. Everybody used to do it. And now if you, you just hint it. But, you know, Joy Bahar, I didn't include it in here, but she had blackface when she was younger. Nobody says anything about her doing it. Whatever. I just, you know what? People are people. Yes. <sighs> I got a cute little brown wife who's not here today, but <laughs> Japanese. I got no problem with saying that at all because she is brown, right? She's got black hair and beautiful dark eyes. So what? KNL. This is from Kathy and Les because they work together on their Les Rick this week. We have a Catholic and a Les Rick. Um, <laughs> illegals find Canada such a truly amazing soft touch. They will get in the mood with some cable and food because America's don't give as much. Oh, good job. Okay, got a couple ironies for you. Actually, I got three today. Um, Oregon Liquor Control Commission. My friend sent me this. They, this is from the Oregon Liquor Control Commission. He just sent me a picture of it. Okay, now this is the state that, let me just read it. Marijuana. It may harm your baby if you use it in any form and at any time during your pregnancy. They want to kill babies right up until the last day, just like all of these other states, but don't take marijuana in the process. From KTRK, Florida man stole laxatives thinking they were painkillers, please say. And you should see his photo. He's a little... And then from KTLA, Sierra Blizzard dropped so much snow that some ski resorts close. That's like saying we got to close Siesta Beach because we got too much sand out there. Hey, all you guys, all these people up north that is 12 below right now, party at the beach today. All right, the coconuts are ready. Such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Lan Bitar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is a superior word, and that is your prophecy update for the week.